This is Big Business with Sarah. This podcast guides you to finding what you desire most in life and business. Because running a business is very much about your personal development. In this podcast, I'm sharing what my clients ask me and how I help them. Thanks for joining. Filling up your sales pipeline. And you know that I love talking about this because I have hosted many sales episodes in this podcast already. And I think, you know, sales is just the most important driver in your business. So I'm talking about it a lot with you, but also my clients and or also my clients, because also my clients listen to this podcast. (laughs) So actually in two days, but if you're listening to this on Thursday, I am hosting an online training for freelance um, online marketeers. And it's going to be about sales, uh, because, you know, the host who is, uh, who is, who brought Uh, brought together this community she asked me if I could do a sales training because she likes that I always talk about it uh, talk about it and she was curious if I could help her community and I said yes so uh, this morning I was preparing for the um, the actual training and I was so inspired so I thought you know what I'm going to uh, dive in dive into one specific area that we're talking about in the training which is filling up your pipeline because I'm just going to really, really quickly going to talk about what it is to what it means, actually, filling up your pipeline, because I remember when I was an interim manager, I had no idea what that was. So when I was an interim manager, just using myself as an example now, I was working a lot in my business and working in your business means that you're charging hours to, you know, billable hours to your clients and there's not much time left to work on your business, which means that you're working on your marketing, your admin, etc. So I did work on my admin. Sometimes I would post on LinkedIn, yay, I'm the best person in the world to work with, celebrate, celebrate, work with me, and my client is fantastic. You know, that's... And <laughs> uh, you know, that was something that I would say on LinkedIn. And that, that was it. That was all the marketing that I did. And actually the marketing and sales that I was doing was, um, you know, through people telling others, Sarah is really good, you should hire her, and that's it. That was my sales process. But now, as a business coach, it's a new area for me, so I really had to dive into sales. And also, uh, as an interim manager, you could make 40, 80, 120K with one client, and right now, that's not the case. And the reason why I changed is because I wanted to work with entrepreneurs, but also because I wanted to diversify my income. I didn't want to be dependent on just one client or two clients or three clients. I thought that was actually a very risky business model. And lo and behold, I I was right <laughs> because in COVID, you know, in prehistoric COVID, I actually lost all my clients. Then I got back up again, but I was, um, yeah, it was very... Uh, very clear to me. So I already kind of knew that I had to change that and I wanted to change that. But we're not talking about me. We're talking about these people. They are freelancers. They're working very hard. And maybe you are as well. You're working a lot in your business, so you're, which means you're working a lot for your clients. But I'm telling you, what you actually also need is to fill up your pipeline. And what does that mean? It means that once, you know, for instance, right now it's almost June. So let's say it's June and... Um, you just had a freelance gig for three months or four months or five months or maybe 
um, you don't want to work with a client anymore, or maybe the client fired you, which is also possible, right? Or they said they didn't want to continue with working with you. This happens. It's okay. It's just business. Don't worry about it. It's not the end of the world. There is an abundance of opportunities waiting for you. And this podcast show is helping you to see all the opportunity because that's what we're going to talk about. So um, filling up the pipeline means that once you finish uh, working with a client in May, that there is 10 clients waiting for you to work with you in June and that you can actually say, okay, you know what, I want to work with you because I have this, this many hours and this many hours for you. Or, or maybe just say, okay, you know what, I can help you all at the same time because I have a scalable offer. You know, that's that's possible. So you always need to fill up your pipeline. So that's what I mean by that. So let's get started. Um, so I created four um, ways, actually, yeah, four ways or four tips, however you want to say it. Uh, but it's also a lot about mindset. So it's very much about, you know, what is the mindset that you have around this? And what I've also mentioned in the previous episode on uh, on advertising, no, sorry, it was two episodes ago, there was a question coming in from the audience, coming in from Amber, saying that she wanted to work on uh, advertising. And, um, and, and she asked me why I was so against it. Well, actually, because I think, and then I'm going to say all the four reasons, that there is so much more you can do before you're going to dive into ad- advertising. I really believe that you only should start advertising if you have enough money, if you have enough clients, and if you have enough records to show for it. All right, so first up, seizing opportunities. So in sales, it success often hinges on recognizing and acting upon opportunities when they arise. So always keep your eyes and ears open to market trends within your niche, emerging industries, changes in consumer behavior. So if you're staying informed and being proactive, you can position yourself as an industry expert and identify, you know, prospects who are most likely to benefit from your product or service. So you really need to actively seek them out. And something that we've seen lately is that all of a sudden, I remember <laughs> I, I remember following someone and she was an Instagram Reels expert two years ago. And now she is an AI chat prompts expert. And yeah, you know what? She is really seizing the opportunity. And there's probably a lot of people who, who want in and they want that. So you're seeing so many people who are all of a sudden AI experts and, um, you know, newsletters that are, um, are appearing, appearing all of a sudden. And actually there is a, a great newsletter on AI that I'm going to share with you. Um, and it's a, an affiliate link, uh, or actually I'm going to share two. Uh, the one is called B- Big R- Brain and the other one is called Chat prompts AI I'm not really sure what it's called actually but it's those are two really good uh, really good um, uh, newsletters daily actually so sometimes I skip them but so positioning yourself not so much you don't have to be an AI expert per se but for instance for my business I'm very very clear on that I'm not going to advise you on spending more money on ads I think that's not the way to, to go 
I also don't think that you need a lead magnet to attract new clients. I believe in demand generation and as to create content that people really love. So those are, um, you know, the things that I am jumping on and that I believe, yes, this, this um, this is important. The way that I'm doing it is by really seeing if something, you know, really fits my brand and fits my personality as well. So I would you know, I was also quite active in the AI, um, you know, um, uprise. I think it was, I'm not really sure, it was it January or February. I even interviewed with a professor about this. She was so intrigued by all the content I made. <laughs> and um, yeah, so yeah, you can, and, and you know, this will, this will always be a part of my business, obviously, but I didn't want to position myself as a business coach who is, an expert in AI because so many people were jumping on it. And yeah, I'm actually more, you know, right brain wired than left brain. So, and maybe that's also one of the reasons why I don't like advertisements so much, but because it's very technical, actually, if you want to do it right. So, but it's, it's, it's very, very interesting to see, okay, yes, what trends are there and which fit my brand. And if you don't know what is your brand, then yeah, you might want to work on that. And whilst I'm saying this, I'm thinking, ah, I should actually create a podcast about personal branding. Uh, so that episode is coming up soon. So the second tip I want to give you is looking very close by. <laughs> because sometimes the best prospects are right under your nose. And I want you to start by analyzing your existing customer base, right? Identify patterns, preferences, and pain points. What was the customer journey? How did this client go from A to B to C in your program? And this is super valuable information that so many people skip. And you can really identify similar businesses or individual uh, individuals who would also benefit from your offer. So for instance, and this also goes for my business, is if I'm thinking, ah, you know what? Currently I'm helping 20 people at the same time. But there is no reason, actually, why that can't be 200. There is actually no reason, except that it's something that I've put my energy towards. But, you know, furthermore, there is no reason because it's not like, oh, there's only 20 people that I can help in total. No, there is super, super many people I can help. So if this is the case, if you recognize this, then maybe look down, uh, you know, write down who you want to work with and... Um, yeah, what you can uh, uh, write down who you want to work with and actually contact those people. <laughs> Sorry, I was my mind was somewhere else, but that's that's just it. Uh, not somewhere else, but actually on the on the next step. So you can also leverage your professional network, your current clients, and ask for referrals or um, uh, or ask for affiliates. Personal recommendations are highly influential and can really open doors to new opportunities for you and your business. So what is something that you have been skipping on because you thought you needed new clients, but actually you can sell more to your current clients, but also you can sell through your current clients and you can find similar clients. So, you know, that is really it. And, um, this is such a life changer also you know one of my clients last year summer she was doing the sales challenge within my mastermind and she was actually just oh when we were talking about this she was actually going to through her inbox and then she saw she had i think about 
two or three clients that she kind of left hanging, you know, during the summer. And then pow, she just got her month goal because she just sent that one email <laughs> that she hadn't done yet. You know, and that's something that could be um, your your faith too. <laughs> fate too. Uh, so next I want you, the third tip is to create something extra or special for your existing clients. This is something that I'm such a big fan of. Um, I'm always doing this in my business, actually. I've always done it, really. And also, you know, if I was working for another business, I was always doing extra things. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing it. It's probably, you know, not so... Yeah, it's actually probably my love language because I love um, giving little gifts and bonuses. So it's no secret that retaining existing clients is more... Uh, cost affecting, uh, effective than acquiring new ones, right? So it costs more to get new ones than it is to uh, to you know sell more to your current clients. So one way to foster loyalty and to generate referrals is by really going the extra mile. And you know I am Dutch, as you might hear from my accent, and most of my clients are Dutch. So. We have a saying in the Netherlands, and it's, it's, co- it's called "Doe maar normaal, dan doe je al gek genoeg," which means something like, "Yeah, just do, just do the bare minimum, just you know, act normal, and that's that's already weird enough or crazy enough." And so, this isn't really something that is very popular in our culture, but ex- especially because of that, you should actually do it. So, surprise your clients with personalized offers exclusive discounts or additional services that align with their needs, of course. And so by providing that exceptional value and demonstrating that you genuinely care about their success, you will strengthen the relationship and increase the likelihood of repeat business. Remember, happy clients can become your most powerful advocates in my business, I'm recognizing this right now. There is actually a great group of people. I just hosted a, 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 a drinks on, on Friday, last Friday. And seeing all those people was amazing. But also having them connect, you know, hearing the conversations, you know, hearing what they're talking about. I was thinking, yes, this is really something that I really love. And, you know, they were all advocating for each other, themselves, and also for me. And so... Looking at this, you know, you're working with human beings, right? You're not working with things. You're working with people. So really understanding the human connection that you have to have to make the human connection. And yeah, and really share that you show that you care for their business and their process and that you want them to win. And the thing is, sometimes I really wonder if freelancers or business owners really understand this and you know if you're think if you're looking around you you know in, in in you know if you're going shopping or anything or if you're going to um to a restaurant sometimes i'm really wondering okay do you want me here or not maybe this is specific to amsterdam and <laughs> i mean i'm like <laughs> hello i'm your client i'm enthusiastic why don't you ask me you know, what I'm doing here, what are my interests, and there is still so much that people can do. And, you know, if I'm giving a shout out to someone, for instance, on um, on, on LinkedIn or Instagram, I mean, that's an opportunity for you, right? So do understand, you know, that there is so much happening and, and for you and 
you really don't need more advertisements. You just need to see it. So finally, let's discuss building a community and organizing events. So establishing a community of around your product or service creates a sense of belonging and fosters brand loyalty. So consider hosting webinars, workshops, networking event, events that bring together like-minded individuals. And these gatherings not only provide an opportunity for you to showcase your expertise, but also to create an environment where participants can learn, network and exchange ideas. I just spoke about my drinks and that was a perfect example once again with like-minded people. And there was also someone, another client of mine who said, actually, she had to travel. She said, I really wanted to be there. You know, when are you going to host this next? Because I know that the people that are coming there are like-minded. And that is so interesting. And that is such a big opportunity that you can really seize in this day, in these days, you know, create that community and um, facilitating this and um, also positioning your positioning yourself as a thought leader. Uh, and you will really naturally attract prospects who are generally interested in what you have to offer. So once again, in my drinks event on Friday, there were four people who were invited you know, who were invited by my clients. So that's four people who might be interested in working with me. I'm not really sure yet. We have to talk about it. You know, I'm not in a rush whatsoever. I want people to really feel good before, before they work with me. But that's how it works. And um, yeah, so that really wraps it up, right? So uh, we've explored four very powerful techniques for filling up your sales pipeline, seizing the opportunities, looking close by, creating something special for your existing clients and building a community. And remember that success in sales really re requires proactive effort, strategic thinking and a genuine commitment to providing exceptional values to your prospects and clients. And yeah, so really, you really have to also really have to feel it because I really truly believe that people also also sense that, you know, once they are connecting with you. And, and I think that's the difference between a good entrepreneur and a well, bad entrepreneur. But really, I, th I think, um, you know, don't underestimate your clients. And now it's time for one of your questions. There was a question coming in from the audience and, you know, you can still submit your questions, obviously, but I do also receive a lot of questions, you know, in written form. And I wanted to share them with you, also seeing what you what you find of this. And but you can also record your question on bureausbb.com slash podcast, because I do love to answer all your questions. But so there was a question coming in uh, through one of my uh, messages in a message. Uh, saying that as an interim manager, um, this person was saying, I noticed that most businesses want to fix their problems or or you know fix what you know what they would normally hire someone for. Um, would actually prefer it to solve everything internally. So work with the people who already work there. And this person was asking me, how can I, so to say, put my foot in the door so that people want to work with me and really see my value? And this time, my answer is that this time really calls for a loads of creativity. 
And, you know, it's, it's not like the old days anymore that there's a problem in a business. They would hire a lot of co uh, consultants, you know, endless budgets, everything. And, you know, it's just, I think it's really, actually, I think it's a really great progress for businesses to not hire externally for everything anymore because you really want your team to you know to do it themselves I really get that so it's really up to the interim manager to create impeccable marketing really saying stuff that people who work for the same business cannot know right so you really have to set yourself uh, apart leverage the fact that you're seeing so many businesses from the inside and that you really can kind of pick this, that, 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 that for that special business. So how do you set yourself apart from the people who are already working there internally? But also, what is your opinion on news, which is related to, you know, the business that you're in? What is your opinion on the future of business? You know, anyway, you know, um, in your niche, niche. You know what I'm saying about that. I think it's actually really good that people are fixing things internally. I know that many people disagree with me, but you know that that's my opinion. <laughs> that's my opinion because I believe that there is so much more uh, confidence will come from that, and and that you can really build something. You know, it really comes, you know, comes from a genuine. Uh, feeling and also experience that I have. So what is what else can you do? Can you give away free webinars? Can you create what I spoke about earlier? Can you create networking opportunities for these people to meet each other? Can you create a conference on a very specific topic and bring people together and then they will see you as the person who's bringing everyone together and also as the expert because you are choosing choosing what they're going to talk about the entire day. Write down a list for yourself on how to set yourself apart. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. But imagine if you can really attract from the content that you're creating, that you're putting out there in the world, that you're really um, setting yourself apart from everyone and, and really also showing that you're a captain of industry and that people, people really should work with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now I have a question for you. My question for you today is how many clients do you want in your pipeline? Um, is it maybe time to create a waitlist? Because, you know, I've been talking about this, you know, earlier in this episode, I spoke about 10 people, but maybe already three is enough. Uh, or maybe you need 200 people because you have such a scalable offer. It doesn't really matter. And so write this down for yourself. How many clients do you actually want in your pipeline? And also write down the names of the people. Now, who do you want to work with? And that will make it um, one step easier to filling up that pipeline. Enjoy. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to BitBit. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. If you're ready for your next step in business, you can find out how to work with me in the show notes. Do not forget to submit your coaching question for one of my next episodes. Have a happy day.